Hi, and welcome back to No Improvement, a sort of funny talk show that explores the vast, untapped potential of TV shows, books, films, and more. I'm Tia. I'm Flonia. And today we are talking about Rebecca, um, not the person, <laughs> but... We're going to talk about someone called Rebecca. None of you know her, but we're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, twist. This episode is dedicated to all the Rebecca's out it's there. Just, it's um, just gossip. Yeah, we're actually talking about the 2020 rendition of, of well, movie rendition yeah. of Rebecca. So not the original book, book, not the 1940s <laughs> movie, not the, like, 60s yeah. movie, not the 90s version, the 2021. Yes, with Lily James and Army Hammer. And, oh right? boy, oh boy, is he a bad <laughs> choice. But let's <laughs> not oh my get God. into it. This soon. It's, I personally, obviously spoilers ahead, but I personally did not know about the twist. And so going into this movie, um, pretty much like the first third or fourth is like, um, it feels like a slightly more modern Jane Eyre. Mm. Like, that you is know, actually, like maybe yeah, the wife's the in the attic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like a romance story between her and the dude. Um, and like everything seems so great, but he has this uh, ex-wife who died. Yeah, and so it's like, it. I really thought it was gonna just be like Jane Eyre for like a, a good minute there, and then um, stuff begins to change. Yeah, and it becomes sort of about. I mean, I guess I'm just giving the very general overview, but it, it becomes more about like everyone's obsession with Rebecca and like from Lily James's point of view because her character has no name so I'm gonna call her Lily James she is like thinking that everyone just loves Rebecca and she'll never like be up to Rebecca's standards in this like high English world and this mansion life um but twist Army Hammer actually hated Rebecca, his ex-wife, and kind of killed her. I mean, not kind of, he did. <laughs> Although I will say Twist. much more ambiguous in this one than in other versions. Uh, Do you see him killing her or something in other versions? Well, in the other versions, in the book specifically, he's like, I don't know what came over me. I just shot her. In this one... Because he, like, recreates it, it kind of implies... She, like, put his finger on the trigger and might have pushed it herself, which is, like, morally gray, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, in other versions, he just straight up shoots her <laughs> with, like, no input. She's like, shoot me! And he's like, okay! <laughs> <laughs> oh um, there's, like, there's, there's so many differences. But, yeah, this is, like, the OG gothic romance slash thriller um, mm -hmm. Daphne du Maurier, who wrote the, the book, is, like, third-generation British entertainment famous. Like, her dad oh and her grandfather were art artists uh, in the theater she's and writers. Money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's got a do name. Uh, and she wrote a lot of books that got adapted. Um, 
She wrote the short story that also became The Birds. Um, huh. So that's fun. This That's interesting. <laughs> this came out like two years before the Hitchcock adaptation, which I didn't realize um, that was how quick it happened. Um, but yeah, this came out Jesus in 1938, and Hugh Hitchcock was like, that's going to be it. That We're making that. And he won an Oscar for it. Um which was she was on cool. she had her finger on the pulse of everyone's uh hidden inherent fear of birds. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, she's like, what let's awaken this. What are the things we're afraid of? Okay, birds and a weird distant English husband. Um <laughs> which actually this is my my first point of contention in the book. Uh the mm-hmm. vibes of the book and I want to ask you if you felt they were in the movie because I didn't feel them in the movie. But the vibes okay. in the book are very much like social anxiety, which, which is partly why I love it because like every single horror moment or horrifying moment mostly comes from the main character being like, oh God, I've misread the situation and I've made a fool of myself and now everyone's laughing at me. Ah. I'm British. <laughs> Um, I guess, like, I got hints of that in the movie. Um, there are, like, hints of it, but I don't think... I guess my main thing was, uh... The, the weird trying mur- murder trying to figure out what happened with the wife. Yeah. yeah, the murder mystery, once that sort of unfolded, was very, like, ooh. Yeah. And I also wondered, because they sort of bring it up a lot, I don't know if this was much of a thing in the book, or if it's just, like, a thing about the times... Currently, but they mention a lot of stuff like, uh, you're going to have nothing because you're just a lady or whatever. And that adding extra stakes to like her making this relationship possibly work. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The beginning and and doubt is the lady she works for at the beginning part. Mm -hmm. The beginning is really um, very different. Because, and yeah. this is part of my, my, big, my big thing with Army Hammer specifically, <laughs> is that one, he's way too young. Because the whole thing about the book is there's a huge age gap between them. Oh. So it's like, it's an age gap and it's a like money gap. And so it's a general power gap at all. Which is partly why she's so fucking nervous all the time. She's like, I've married like a middle-aged dude who already had the perfect wife. I come from fucking nowhere. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Whereas here they're like, they're like four years apart in age, I think. Yeah, it it seems more like she was intimidated by his hotness and mystery than it is about, you know. Yeah. I mean, there is like clearly a power imbalance, but... Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's not as emphasized as if he had been, yeah. you know, I if he had we'll followed along the, the book closer. The Hitchcock, it's less, there's a, in the 97 version, um, the guy who plays Max de Winter is um, Charles Dance, who plays, this is the Tywin, Tywin the Lannister dad in Game of Thrones. That guy. Oh. I thought you were trying to say Taiwan, and I was like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> Taiwan oh Lannister. God. Anyways, um, Tywin Lannister. he has, like, the same 
like severity, so it's like, oh god, that's a grown ass man. Step away from the young girl. Yeah. But like, mm. it's it's not just like the power imbalance. It's that in this one they specifically give him like asides where he like looks lovingly at her, and in the book, and kind of the original movie version, he like does not show emotion. So like. At the beginning when he's like, oh, you're leaving? Well, let's just get married. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, let's get married. Come on. Do you want to? Okay, great. We're doing it. We don't need it to go to a church. Fuck it. I've already done that shit. You don't need it. So it's like less rom- uh, less romantic than this depiction. Yeah, especially the ending. But like, we can also get to that. <laughs> Which like, actually, no, because it comes. The ending is the second chapter. So, the book's written in kind of this... You know how there's the narration in the movie? That's the way the book is written. It's all her looking back on it. So the, like, last night I dreamt I went to Manderley again. That's the opening chapter. Right. So, the second chapter is basically just, like, my husband is a PTSD, like, mess. Like, to the point where people have kind of analyzed it to be like, does he have dementia? Because she describes him as being, like, weak and shaky and, like, looking off into the distance and, like, having vivid flashbacks to Rebecca and shit. But it's basically, like, so that destroyed everybody involved. Um, Whereas this one, at the end, they're like, and now we're fucking in Egypt. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, so it was, like, a way less happy ending in the book. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the book... The, like, last, the bit where the book ends, it's kind of just like, well, the building's on fire. Done. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Go This home. one, like, it really felt a lot more like a romance story between her and him yeah. at the beginning and at the end, but, like, not at all in the middle. Like, he was just, like, totally absent. So, like, wow, it's really, like, interesting to see the choices they made to try to, yeah. I guess put their own spin on it I don't know yeah, I think or maybe make it more favorable the one thing that I think a lot of people were like well you know it's not gonna be as good as the Hitchcock but like it'll look nice we'll have nice outfits or something and then it was like the scenery is nice end of list I like yellow <laughs> and Army Hammer's yellow suit was like that is a choice sir and I don't think it was a good one <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, also, I feel like, do you have yes. opinions on uh, Mrs. Danvers? Because she is generally considered to be, like, the best part of the original movie. Like, that performance um, in that mm. role. So do you have thoughts? Intr- oh. I kind of was not, like, I didn't, I guess I wasn't, uh, bl- like, blown so away by the acting that I was, like, oh, wow, this is an amazing performance or something. I more was, I guess, thought about the character than than the performance. But that's... hmm. She's supposed... Because basically she's the antagonist. She's the one who's like, ha-ha, I'm going to fuck this up for you. Yeah, I guess something about the... (laughs) That Handmaid's Tale lady in the first half. And then this next lady. In my mind, I was just like, okay, so... We don't like old ladies. <laughs> like old the women. old ladies are are the evil ones in this. And I guess like maybe because the first character stood out a lot to me. Mm-hmm. 
like she just like didn't have as much of an impact. I mean, I wasn't surprised uh, that she was just like manipulating things to be evil. Yeah. And like every time Rebecca or Rebecca, the main character was like surprised, even though it happened again and again. <laughs> I was like, girl, it's a trend. <laughs> Realize. Um, yeah. So I guess I. I found her character kind of unsurprising, um, and I didn't pay question. too much attention to her. Did you get gay mm. vibes at all from her? Yes, Mrs. Danvers. <laughs> yes. Oh, was she supposed to be into Rebecca? Yeah. Well, okay. So, <laughs> yes and no. People can either see it as like a motherly love, or like a lesbian love, but because they went, I just thought she was too old. <laughs> And because Army Hammer looked so much younger than her, I thought she was like Rebecca's mom or his mom at first. So I did not pick up on that at all. (laughs) This one, it's interesting because they added the whole bit where she like jumps into the sea to be with Rebecca. And even then I was like, this gives off way less lesbian vibes than the original that was made in 1940, which is astounding. And you even dressed her up like a dominatrix. God damn, how did you do this? (laughs) Um, cause yeah, I think it was also like the talk of Rebecca being with many men mm. or whatever, and including her own cousin. Yeah, I just like didn't even think. I was just like, oh, she wants the dick. Yeah, that's the thing. for like a version that's so committed to be like, we're the sexy version. Look at all these sexy people having sex everywhere. They really didn't commit to the like, Rebecca is a bisexual slut which is basically the implication of the original oh. is just like, she's yeah, I just, just horny. She was, and she I thought she everyone. was just a norm, <laughs> a non-bisexual slut. <laughs> Fair enough. But the, the part with the cousin is also like, I feel like this was less weird at the time, but it's very weird now. Yeah. It feels a lot weirder now, especially if like, like, the implication that she was maybe pregnant with the cousin's baby before you find out that it was cancer. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, yeah. that. I mean, why is that not just, like, justified <laughs> for her suicide? Yeah. She's like, I'm pregnant with my cousin's baby. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so. Hmm. No, it's, it's. Weird. Yeah. It, uh, there's. Maybe they didn't want to, like, create a bisexual villain or something. Although Here's I didn't the really thing. find I her to be that. villainous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of felt like Rebecca was, um, like, her memory was some sort of competing character, but not, like, an antagonist, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of how... Like, she's just sort of a badass. It's it's kind of how the, the story, like builds her up and then is like she like really quickly goes like she was a slut demon who made me shoot her and it's like oh what (laughs) what it sounds like she was amazing at everything yeah including sex and that also (laughs) it's usually helped by by max being a total douche in the book because like one of the first things he says to her is like stop biting your nails it's ugly and she's just like oh i should do that he's right i'm like no stand up for yourself um, yeah, she has more gumption in this movie, and Army Hammer is more flaccid. seemingly more enamored with her. <laughs> yes, um, and yeah, absent. I also I, I like just remembered that the whole thing with Mrs. Danvers 
being into Rebecca and then dying dramatically at the end is like something they didn't have to do. Like in the book, it's just kind of implied that she sets the fire and like maybe implied that she was in love with her. But in the book, it's kind of more like that was my daughter and you can't replace her. Um, and it's the Hitchcock one that's like, like the bit in Rebecca's room the first time where she's like caressing her nightgown and she's like, look at her clothes. In the original, she's really like caressing the shit out of that nighty and like caressing the hell out of all her underwear. And it's like, oh, that's okay. That's a choice. Um, and so like. She was yeah, they into really her. Turned that down. And then because <laughs> of the Hayes Code at the time, you couldn't have a gay character who did not die. So they were like, you implied <laughs> it, you gotta commit and burn her alive oh at the end. God, <laughs> so that's... she got burned to life. <laughs> and I was like, Burnt alive. You didn't Oh, in the house. Yeah, and I was like, you didn't have to I kill her thought... this time. You could have just had her be a sad gay. I thought that you know, I really thought that she had burned in the house. Like, that was what she was doing. And so when they were like, oh, she's by the boathouse, I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> so that makes more sense that the book was like, no, she burned in the house. Yeah, I was like, eh, don't worry about it. She's probably the in there. Or... Who knows? <laughs> we don't. We can't do DNA tests. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> if there's a body in there, yeah. it might be her. Uh, oh. But yeah, it, it was one of those things where I'm like, you've we've come so far, and yet all we've gotten is we killed our gay character on a cliff instead of in a house. Yay! <laughs> also, we didn't really imply that she was gay, so... Yay. <laughs> yeah, I did not get that vibe. I will, I will say, I do love, and they do drop this in the movie, but at the beginning, when she was like, I'm an artist, and you see some of her sketches... I love it when people in movies are really bad at drawing. And I, I like, thank you for keeping that. Cause you see her sketches and I'm like, those fucking suck. <laughs> I love it. Realism. Yeah. Um, oh, man. oh yeah. He's a lot hornier and nicer. So not at all like the book. <laughs> yep. That's yep. That's the note. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, like, one of the things that... I don't know if the book does this also, but one of the things that the movie seems to rely on is just, like, you and the main character being totally clueless to everything that's happening all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I remember when uh, the cousin shows up unexpectedly. Yeah. And, like, they ride together on the horse. Was that, like, a big moment in the book? That's not... It was... In the book. Definitely weird. They added it. Okay. Like, he shows up, and she's weird. like, you need to get the fuck out of the house. And he's, like, kind of creepy, but he doesn't, like, molest her on a horse. That was <laughs> being like, I need to make it more explicit that he's a sex creep. How do we do that? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I was, I, I figure it just felt super random, but I was guessing it was to introduce him, because later he is obviously important. Yeah. <laughs> What did you, like, is the court case a bigger part of the book, do you know? Sorry, I or... just read my note that's like, the cousin argument is, you put his batter in your mouth, you whore! All over Oh my again. god, I, that was <laughs> the one of the craziest <laughs> scenes. Um, 
the court case, it, it is part of it, like, for sure. That they're like, oh, you shot your wife? Damn, that sucks. And then, like, oh, we have to <laughs> prove that he didn't kill his wife. Um, but they definitely lean into it. Uh, and in the book, she's not there for most of it. So I think she hears about it secondhand. Uh, whereas in this one, they're like, she needs huh. to be like a little detective. Except then it doesn't matter because she gets <laughs> caught immediately. And they're like, and it proves that he's innocent. So it's like, you did absolutely nothing. Great. Good job. Um, sneaking around. <laughs> <laughs> Being weird. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. It was very convenient that she happened to be dying of cancer. Yes, <laughs> that that is one where I'm like, okay, we like, <gasps> all right, uh, uh, sure. <laughs> um, but you know, I guess people did. But it's yeah, it's a specifically ovarian cancer because everyone's like, oh my god, she was getting fat. I had to let out her pants. She must be getting From pregnant. Pregnancy. And then it's like, no, she just had a tumor in her womb. Oh my god. <laughs> I wonder if that was. Uh, what's it called? Like holy punishment mm. for her for being a slut. Yeah, that was that was God. God slut shaming. <laughs> it was like Rebecca, wherever you are. I hope you hear this, you harlot. Uh, no, but yeah, it really is like just talking about it. I'm like, it's like um the the film adaptation of We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Which, like, the only thing mm. I really remember about it is that it's Alexandra Daddario and Sebastian really? Stan. And I'm like, you're both very what? hot. Congrats on that. Otherwise, <laughs> this is a terrible adaptation. Um, oh, my God. It, it, You're both too modern. <laughs> well, that and, like, the whole thing about the book is it has this very, like, it's like Rebecca. It's told from the point of view of the narrator. And like Rebecca, the main character is very self-conscious and anxious. Um, and it just doesn't <laughs> translate to movie. And like, We've Always Lived in the Castle like, does, tries, it tries <laughs> to like portray her as an anxious mess. But it fails. And also it shows us scenes where she's not there. So it's like, oh, so we're, fu fuck the, the narration part. Okay. Um... <laughs> But I think it's just really hard for, like, someone, and especially in, in Rebecca, she has, like, maladaptive daydreaming, which I know I saw some reviews on Goodreads. People were like, that is distracting, because every other page she'll be, like, like, they'll walk into a new room, and she's like, I can see our future children here. They're, they are oh five God. years old, ten years old, and twelve years old, and they are all boys, and they will be playing tennis, and they will come in with muddy... And she goes on for, like, a page and a half, and then she'll just be like, by the way, we got tea. Uh, it's like, God damn it. Are you just blacking out for like minutes at a time? But also oh same girl. I've, I've definitely <laughs> zoned out and just been like, well, here's what's going to happen in the next 40 years. Um, you're like, my five sons will be here. <laughs> Can't wait. And it's, it's honestly like you really get a good point of view. And even in the, the book, she's also not, not named, which I was glad they didn't give her a name in the movie. Uh, although it was weird because the subtitles, they call her Mademoiselle at the beginning and then Mrs. De Winter in the, after she gets married. And I was like, okay, that's all right. Um, <laughs> Just be like, woman. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely like, 
there, there's a lot that goes missing. And the book is long as shit. Like, it's over 400 pages. So, like, I get why you can't include, like, her having daydreams all over the place. But, like, there's, like, long bits in the book where she's like, I hid in a room because I couldn't confront the servants because I thought they would judge me. I'm like, you know what? I've done that. <laughs> but, like, damn, girl. Damn. Yeah, this character felt a lot braver. Yeah. And like, I, think I got the sense that she was, like, nervous at the beginning, but She gets sort over of it like, so quickly. She gets over it, yeah. In the book, it's, like, like it's literally, like, in the, the flashbacks, like, at, by the end of the book, or, like, chronologically the end, she's, like, self-possessed, and she's, like, I'm the one in charge because he's a little piddly old man now. But, it, <laughs> but like, it takes a really long time. <laughs> It took us until he's a fiddly old man. Yeah, it's also for her to be like I feel pretty good. <laughs> it, they also wait. I kept the. I wrote this in my notes. Basically, it mm. takes until he's explicitly like opens up and he's like, "Listen, I did kill my wife. Also, I do love <laughs> you." And she's like, "Wait, you love me? Like that is? Oh my god! <laughs> that part that has is... carried over through all versions, um, but." <laughs> It basically gets up until there where she's like, oh, you do love me. I've been wondering this entire time. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is not a healthy relationship. It's like back in the day. <laughs> you just don't talk. It's just like you married a stranger. They work in a different city and you're like, I guess I yeah, he leaves. am king of this house. <laughs> like, like in the movie, actually, he just kind of fucks off like immediately once they get to Manderley. He's like, I got to go deal with shit in London. Bye, honey. He's just gone. Bye. Uh. Enjoy the honeymoon <laughs> by ourselves. And it's, um, <laughs> speaking of which, actually, I just wanted to shout out the fact that Hollywood has no problem casting younger actresses with older actors. And yet, for this one, where they explicitly have a reason to, they were like, actually, no. They're both going to be in their early 30s. Also, also... Army Hammer got divorced <laughs> after shooting this. What? Because he might have been having an affair with Lily Hammer, at least trading. Lily Hammer? The oh, fuck! <laughs> you shipped it. <laughs> Lily Collins? No, that's the other one. James. Yes, Lily James. Oh my god, my brain just stopped there for a second. Anyways, they might have gotten divorced <laughs> because of a relationship on this set. So who was he Rebecca married? cursed his marriage. What? Who, who, was, <laughs> who, who was his wife? Uh, Elizabeth. Wait, wait. I can I can find this. God, there's so Elizabeth many Chambers. I think okay, they've been I'm together like a really long time. Um, Yikes. So, yeah, it was like a, ooh, ooh boy, you tossed away your marriage for this chemistry? Which that would be like a crazy curse for a film to have. <laughs> like every time people, it's like the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith curse. Oh, if yeah. There have been more of those. I honestly, I love that <laughs> shit. It's just like, we starred in a movie about a cheating spouse and now I'm. I've I have I've succumbed to the curse. I've become my character. I'm, <laughs> I'm in character. It only works with Laurence Olivier in the original version because he was already a douchebag and everyone knew it. 
Oh my! God. And I think every like actress who ever played opposite him like hated his guts. So I'm like, we already started there, baby. Nowhere to go but up. Oh my god! Wow. Oh, I also wrote down. I forgot. This was a comment, and it went nowhere. I was like, oh god, she's an I know all about cars girl. They mentioned that once at the beginning and it never comes back. Was that just supposed to be like, she's a modern woman. She knows about cars. She's hot. She knows about cars. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it was just them bonding. Yeah. Oh, also, what, I don't know what fucking accent is Anne Dowd going for. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nice. It was like no a idea. mid-Atlantic accent or something. I don't even know. It was great. Honestly, drunk and Dowd like, was having the time of her life. I felt like she was very much um, the evil stepmother, and this was like mm. a Cinderella. Lily James just I mean, can't like, get out of Cinderella but... roles. She's just yeah. like, I'm going to play the same character till I die, bitch. A young lady. Like, this is Cinderella <laughs> Jane Eyre. <laughs> oh, yeah, she'd have to do Jane, Jane Eyre now. They'd have to redo it, except without... Um, Neo as Zakowska. I don't. I'm not confident about how you pronounce that, so I'm just gonna mumble it, and no one can hear. Um. <laughs> this was. I mean, I have to say that I really, I had fun with this movie, have like not knowing the twist. Yeah, that's the thing. Because is when it's the twist a good happened, story. I was so pleased. Yeah. <laughs> it's like at the yeah. heart of it. Like I understand why people keep doing adaptations of it because it's like it's a fun time. But if you if you've read the book or seen the Hitchcock movie, it's like we didn't need it. Seen any adaptation? <laughs> yeah, we you've already need seen it. it. I think this was just like another adaptation for this era for people who haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yet. Also, yeah. actually, shout out to like the most relatable bit of the the story, and it's in every single version. But when she breaks that figurine and is just like, okay, I'm just gonna hide it in the back of, <laughs> of a drawer. I'm like, relatable. Would have done that as a child. I, yeah, I feel like the move in that situation is leave it there and leave the room. <laughs> and then just pretend you've never been in there. Like, oh my, the dog and, must have jostled it. Whoops. Yeah, like, yeah, why you did you take responsibility for that? You have dogs in the room to blame. <laughs> Oh, speaking of dogs, what was up with the lighthouse dude or the guy <laughs> by the water? Oh, yeah. So that's the thing where I'm like, oh, this did this part did not age well. Um, he is <laughs> described like very non PC terms <laughs> from a modern day perspective where I think she says he is like a slanted idiot's eyes. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it feels really bad. <laughs> feels offensive. <laughs> like, I don't know who I should be offended on behalf of, but I feel like it's definitely offensive towards somebody. Um, so he's just supposed to be, like, developmentally disabled, uh, I think in some way. And he just hangs out, and he's like, I did see Rebecca come up here with a bunch of dudes. I didn't tell anybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> So he's, like, the first person... In the book, she meets him, like, a bunch of times before he, like, explains this to her. And it's only because she's nice to him and he's like, oh, yeah, Rebecca treated me like shit. She hated my guts. <laughs> You're nice, so I'm gonna be nice to you. 
I wish that I'd been in the movie because he just got like a one-off appearance and that was it. And I was like, that was the most random <laughs> shit ever. Like, I don't know. Because I really thought he was going to come back and that would have been cool for her to like connect with the random dude and like yeah. knew Rebecca and learn more about her from him. Yeah, and even in the, the first of, few times she sees you know, him, she's just like kind of terrified of him because she's like, I don't know who the fuck this man is who just showed up. But like she's... In her in stress, she's just polite, so she's just like, "Hey, sorry to barge in on your house. Okay, I'm gonna leave now." And he's like, "You know, you didn't yell at me to leave, so I think you're nice." It's like technically, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it is a it's like a thing. And I don't know if it would have been more offensive to hire someone who did have a disability. But maybe I did not. <laughs> maybe that would have made more sense because, as is, he kind of just seems like a dude <laughs> who's just hanging out yeah. for no reason. I didn't think he was. Well, at least in this adaptation, I didn't get the vibe that he was disabled in any way. Yeah. I just thought he was like a, a random squatter. Yeah, he has. Who was he maybe like drunk? Talks in a specific way. Yeah, I think that it does come off more as like, wow, this man has been drinking because he slurs a little bit. Uh, yeah, in the book, it's definitely, like, again, slanted idiot's eyes, where I'm like, don't know what you're talking about, but it's bad. Um, don't like it. <laughs> like, yeah, this feels offensive this a in a very, change. I can't pin down why and to whom I should direct this, but oof, oof, oof. Um, but, yeah, it, it, they build, like, more of a relationship except in unlike this version where it's like, he's there for a jump scare basically to be like, boo, I'm in the house. Yeah. I wonder if they shot stuff with him and then just cut it or something. Mm. But I feel like it would have helped because the, like no one liking Rebecca, it really in this adaptation seems like the only person who didn't like her was army hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, it could have been cool if, you know, I mean, like, I like that it was, like, a very surprising twist. Maybe it was too obvious of a twist mm. when they, like, had scenes with him or something, so they cut them. I don't know. But it's, it's definitely I would have liked it. Inter- I think there's also an aspect to where, uh, in this version, like, everyone's pretty upfront about what happened. Like, when he, she meets his um, Army Hammer sister, who's played mm. by Keely Hawes, who is, I think like, way older than Army Hammer, so it's like, y'all are related? (laughs) Um, In the book, they're, like, amazingly British. Like, she just walks around in, like, tweed suits, just being like, I love shooting my gun. Cheerio. Yeah, and she's just, like, (laughs) no emotion. She's just like, Rebecca was quite a character, yes. She was very efficient. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ, this is mildly terrifying. Oh, she's really nice in this one. I know. It's supposed to be, like, a thing where it's like, wow, everyone here is mildly terrifying and British. Like, these people are way more upper-class British than I am. Jesus Christ. Like, and I feel like they were trying to go Mm. for, like, a a Downton Abbey upstairs-downstairs vibe, specifically in the party scene, where she, like, goes downstairs and the servants are, like, have partying, but, like, in a low-class servant way. And then she goes back upstairs and they're (laughs) having, like, their fancy dance. But they didn't keep any of the other aspects, which is everyone upstairs being, like, emotionally repressed as shit. 
which is how it is in the book, which is why when he's like, no, darling, I love you. That's why I married you. She's like, oh, <laughs> that's why <laughs> I thought oh you were God. just doing this because you needed someone to like bake you bread. Take care of your house. Yeah, just take care of this <laughs> shit. Uh, it was just like, yeah, I don't think that would have happened at all in the Army Hammerverse, especially since in the book, it's like someone, uh, the endowed character is like explicitly when, um, the main character is like, I'm going to go marry this dude. She's like, so you fucked him because you're a dirty whore. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And she's like, how dare you say that? And like, she's legitimately offended. Whereas in this version, it's like, oh yeah, no, they definitely fucked. They fucked on that beach. <laughs> like hundred <laughs> percent. You are absolutely right, Andow. <laughs> they did do the nasty. And it worked. It worked. <laughs> and so when Andowd is like, oh you, they won't stay between your legs forever. I'm like, she's right. Listen to Andowd. And also in the book, she's like not malicious. She's just dumb as shit and like very spoiled. Whereas Andowd is like, I hate your guts. She's quite evil. <laughs> I'm going to fight you. <laughs> Oh, Which is man. like, I feel damn like they're girl. trying to do some sort of like, I don't know, gender thing. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like, wow, she's a more. We we have gave her girl power, because she doesn't have to <laughs> overcome shit except except for being mildly shy. Whereas I'm like, if you give Star a character being like cripplingly cripplingly socially anxious, I'm gonna feel a lot like prouder of them. When they tell Mrs. Danvers to go yeah. fuck herself. Yeah, it's going to be a bigger moment. Yeah, whereas in this one, it's like, after she gets married, she's just like, fuck all of you. I'm money now. You can <laughs> gossip behind my back. But guess who's got the ring on their finger? It's me! Um, speaking of which, <laughs> did you expect the, the big Rebecca twist where she... Well, not that twist. The twist with the dress, specifically. Because that's supposed to be like the climactic night where it's like, she shows up in the dress based on the painting and everyone's like, right. oh, that's what Rebecca wore her last ball. Okay. I did not like realize that it was going to be that significant, <laughs> yeah. but I did have the thought like, Hmm, maybe the paintings in the house are of people <laughs> who live yeah. in the house. Because, like, I know, that's a thing it's like, y'all rich people do. Yeah, it's so. just like, I'm going to dress up like your great aunt Mildred. I don't know if she ever smacked yeah. you. Whatever. He, she definitely should have checked with a few more people yeah. on that one. But. It makes more sense in this one, I think, because it's the maid that she has a relationship with who's like, hey, by the yeah. way. Uh, and in the original, it's like Mrs. Danvers, and she's already fucked with her a lot at that point. So it's like, why? why are you believing her? Why? Yeah. You dumb piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, this made more sense, but... She crumbles so fast, that made, though. I was like, damn. <laughs> like She's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> you can't hold... Like, just don't say it at all, then. Um, I did want to shout out that they chose an actual, like, painting for this. Like, th- that's a sergeant painting. That's in the Met. I love that painting. Mm. In the original, they're just like, it's a lady in a dress. <laughs> A big, a big poofy white Hot. dress, um, which actually oh, red in this one is yeah is like 
I think this is in the book. They changed some of the colors around where like the, the book and the original Hitchcock are like, we're sticking with the colors in the book. Um, <laughs> where it's like, the nighty is white. The dress is white. Um, and this one, they're like, no, the nighty is black and the dress is red. <laughs> like We're going to have colors. Uh, but I will say the the nightgown they go with in this one is like a lot less sexy because it's like see through like I don't know what fabric that is, but in the original it's like silk. So when she's like t- petting it, you're like, Ugh. <laughs> don't touch that <laughs> that like that. And this one she's just kind of holding it up and it's see through, and you're just like, okay, cool, <laughs> it's nice. I guess. Yeah, I wonder if they just made like if they had people. I mean, I'm. I kind of suspect maybe they didn't have people read the book and maybe they were just like, this has been made a bunch of times. Let's just watch some of those. Okay, here's the tea. (laughs) People hate the director of this thing, which I'm like, he's made some good movie. Like the quality of the movies he's made is just like wildly all over the place. Like he made A Field in England, which rocks. And he's also made, like, some really shitty thriller, like, horror movies. Like, the ABCs of <laughs> Who death. Who hasn't? <laughs> oh, God, he's going to oh make Tomb Raider 2. Oh, he also did the, sh- the Greasy Strangler, which I don't know if you've even heard of that one, but it is, like, a notoriously disgusting movie. So I mean, the name <laughs> gives you quite a hint. Yep. But no, I have not seen it. Never watch it. Why is he greasy? What? Because he's him? greasy. There's, like, a specific oh scene God. where he, like, lubes himself up with something Grease. gross. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. He's like, this is from when I made bacon yesterday. It's disgusting. <laughs> so, <laughs> never watch that. Um, so, yeah, the director is kind of all over the place, um, which is partly... I mean, like, you kind of have to be, like, overconfident in yourself to be like, I'm going to do a Hitchcock thing, but I'm going to do it better, which is, like... Props to you for, like... Said. No, I don't think so. Because he would probably get murdered. But, (laughs) like, it's it's the I'm going to remake something that's already been done, like, as good as it can be. Um, Wait, who did that shitty Psycho remake that's just shot for shot the same thing, but in color? Let me look that up. (laughs) Or it's like, why would you even fucking do this? Oh, Gus Van Sant. Cool. Money. Yeah. M- money, money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Vincent D'Onofrio is the, the, the stabby man, and he's just like Norman, Norman Bates. That's his name. And he's mm-hmm. just like awful. It's great. It is very fun to watch in like a, oh, wow, you thought you were doing something kind of way, but it's so much worse. Anyways. <laughs> Man. Same vibe. I wonder if that's just like some of these movies are just studio executives like pet projects. Yeah. And then like they're like, I'll pay big money for this. And everyone's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think like considering that the previous one of the previous versions was done by Hitchcock, it does feel sort of like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Here? I mean, it, like it's it's like done. the Hitchcock <laughs> that won an award too, like really early mm. in his career. Um, You're just doing a, uh, an homage. <laughs> it, it is. It is really like the the we're gonna do a classic book, but make it 
add fucking like there's been a bunch of those adaptations and uh they almost money. always <laughs> suck yeah Oh man, you gotta get more creative, like with uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Isn't that also Lily James? Lily James. <gasps> was it? I, I think don't know. So. I never saw the movie. I never saw it either. Oh my god. But I think that was. Lily James is making coin. Oh wait, she was also in Downton Abbey. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is her. Really? In, in Pride and Prejudice huh. and Zombies. What doesn't she do? <laughs> She can do anything. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Multifaceted. Um, so, yeah. I would say read Rebecca or watch The Hitchcock and skip this one. Unless you're horny for Army Hammer. That's the reason. Or Lily James. Or Lily James. <laughs> like, those are the reasons. Yeah, uh, if you want to <laughs> actually get a good adaptation of the story, uh, watch The Hitchcock. Or honestly, maybe the 1997 version. I haven't seen it, but Charles Dance looks cool. And he definitely has the, like, I'm an old British man who doesn't give a shit about your feelings part down. <laughs> so, like, yay. Yeah, this might be the more exciting versions. This one, like, definitely dropped some storylines. Yeah, it's also, like, a way happier ending. So if you don't like gothic romances and In you just want a, a romance part, yeah. Go for that. Because <laughs> this one's like, the original is like, and they were never happy again. This one's more like, uh, oh, what is that movie? Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was going to say but Fifty British. Shades, but that also works. Oh, my God. Oh, and uh, speaking of <laughs> sexy oh, movies. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But in two, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about... Uh, well, we're going to be doing two Christmas movies. But in two weeks, the one that we're doing is Holiday, which is the Emma Roberts Christmas movie. Yeah, considering so, it's a rom-com, I'd be surprised be if there's, like, hardcore sex scenes. But you never know. You, you never, never know. know. <laughs> you never, probably not, but you never know. <laughs> and... Oh, what have we learned from Rebecca? What is the main message? Don't marry than... emotionally stunted men. <laughs> and don't compare yourself to other people. That's the better Especially lesson. if they're dead. <laughs> and also, like, talk to more people about them. They may have been a bisexual slut. And then... Who's kind of a jerk. Yeah. So you can be a nice bisexual slut. <laughs> yeah. Who's kind make, make, to the make weird the disabled man on a beach who's being described in very negative terms. Yeah. <laughs> because the author didn't know about being nice to disabled people yet. And that's the moral. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Last reminder, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about Holiday. It is on Netflix. Holiday. It is on Netflix. And it's Emma and Roberts in and a mystery man. Who yes. We don't recognize. He's new to the scene, maybe. I don't know. He's been He's in things, but I don't fucking know about them. Him. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hope you join us then. But for now, thanks so much for listening. And goodbye. Bye.